How's everybody doing? This is Noah Eldridge from the Eldridge Podcast. Welcome back to another episode. This is episode five, and let's just get right into it. So starting off with Ole Miss, we're starting off with college football. Ole Miss extends Lane Kiffin after leading them to their first bowl appearance in five seasons. I know you're like, why is this important? Why should I care about this? Reason being, if you look at their past five years, or no, four years, 2016, they were five and seven. 2017, they were six and six. 2018, they were five and seven. 2019, they were four and eight. So pretty bad. And in none of those did they make a bowl game. This year, they went four and five. And I know you're like, well, that's not much better. They're still under 500, right? If you count the bowl game, they're actually five and five. So now I know you're saying again, well, that's still 500. Why do we care? Lane Kiffin is a great coach. And just to prove it to you, here's his past jobs. He was the head coach for USC from 2010 to 2013. If you don't really, because right now I know you're like, oh, well, USC is not that good. If you look to where they were back in the day, they had Reggie Bush. Their coach was Pete Carroll. Even though I don't like him, he's a good coach. And that's why he went to the NFL and has been successful in the NFL. Then they got in trouble. They were paying players. And the school just got hammered by the NCAA. Just absolutely smacked them with a bunch of crazy rules and a bunch of crazy restrictions. And then... And I'm not saying the NCAA was wrong for this, but it just completely ruined USC. And they're finally starting to get back, uh, back on track now, but nowhere near where they used to be. They like stopped recognizing Reggie Bush. It, the whole thing was just ridiculous, to be honest with you. It was crazy because you know all the teams do it. I hate to say that, but you know all the teams do it. Or not all of them, but most of those big power schools do it and everyone's been sort of in trouble for it but USC got fully caught and basically everyone got in trouble except for Pete Carroll Pete Carroll kind of snuck out of the situation and snuck right into the NFL that's why I don't like him instead Reggie Bush and USC just gets absolutely hammered so anyway he was coach for USC from 2010 to 2013 he was Alabama's offensive coordinator and QB coach from 2014 to 2016 he was also the head coach of Florida Atlantic from 2017 to 2019 and obviously now he's the head coach of Ole Miss. This was his first year. Another big thing. In his first year, he doesn't even have his guys in there. The guys that he recruits, the guys that he wants on the team. He doesn't even have them there yet. And he's not killing it, but making it to a bowl game, which they haven't done in the past five seasons. So it's like huge for them, I feel like. And hopefully Ole Miss is back on track because I really do like Ole Miss. But his college record is 66 and 39 and his NFL record is 5 and 15. He also did coach in the NFL. And I know you're worried about 5 and 15 record in the NFL. Most college coaches don't work out in the NFL. Uh, look at Nick Saban. He's probably the greatest college football coach of all time and I hate Alabama and I'm saying that. He's top 3, top 5 at least, right? And he was awful with the Dolphins and got fired after his first year. Went back uh, went to Alabama and just absolutely killed it. He's just a college coach. He's very good at it. And, and so is Lane Kiffin. He's not Nick Saban's level, obviously. That's not what I'm saying. But he's a very good coach. In bowl games, he's 2-2. Two and two. And I apologize, but his 66-39 and 39 record and his 2-2 two and two in bowl games, I don't know if that's counting his bowl game this season. I'm sorry, but I don't know for sure. If it's not, then it's the records I just told you. If it is, then he's 3-2 and two in bowl games and 67-39 and 39 as his college record. And obviously the NFL record does not change. But they went 4-5 and five this season, and they won their bowl game. All Miss beat Indiana, 
who's seven, who was seventh in college football, and they were six and two, and they beat them in a bowl game. That's a huge win for Kiffin and a huge win for Ole Miss. So I hope they're back on track. It looks like they are. And I'm sorry, I did not see what the extension was. I didn't see how long it was, but uh, they did extend them, extend him. And I don't know how many years, but I know it wasn't one year or two year and definitely not like six or seven. It was three, four or five. I'm guessing four or five, but we'll see. As soon as I find that information, I will bring it on next episode. But moving to the NFL, this is really bad for the Packers and if you're a Packers fan, I'm sorry to say this, but you probably already know by now. And actually, before I say this, I just want to let you guys know because the Lane Kiffin extension and this injury from the Packers were both a couple days ago. And I know you're like, why are you talking about this so late? Why are you so behind? It's because I talk about the most important stuff. And at the time, this stuff didn't seem as important as the stuff I was talking about. So I'm going to talk about it eventually and give my thoughts on it and I'm really behind on a lot of stuff right now, so I might do two, uh, two episodes in one day to catch up from everything because there's a lot of stuff going on in sports right now. Playoffs are about to start for the NFL. The NBA season's going on. College football's wrapping up. There's a lot of stuff going on right now that I – and college basketball's going on. So there's a lot of stuff to talk about, and I'm actually really excited. This is a good thing. I love talking sports, so the more the merrier, honestly. But getting back to it, Packers left tackle. I'm going to pronounce it wrong, but David – Bakhtiari <laughs> tore his ACL. It's so bad that I don't know how to pronounce his name because he is probably the best left tackle in the league. I know you're like, uh, it's not a huge deal. It's not Rodgers. It's not Adams. You're wrong. It is a huge deal. This dude is probably the best left tackle in the league. I mean, you could argue it, but I would. I think you'd lose that argument. I think he's the best left tackle in the league. I think the only one who's even close is Tyron Smith, but he hasn't even played a full season for the Cowboys in the past three years. He's and gets a ton of penalties. This guy's a beast. He's young. Like he is a he might be one of the he's one of the best offensive linemen in the NFL. Probably the best left tackle. Like and that's not me talking crazy. Like this is this is true. Talk, look at the experts talk about it because I think a lot of people are overlooking this. Yeah, it's not Rodgers or Adams, but. This should still be a big deal to people, especially Packers fans, because left tackle, once again, so throw away that he's a great left tackle, like, but just the left tackle position is probably the most, actually, no, I'm going to say the most important position on the offensive line because it's the blind side of the quarterback. Look, for the most part, most quarterbacks are right-handed. I mean, what quarterbacks are left-handed starting in the NFL right now? I mean, the only one that comes to mind for me is Tua. I'm trying to think of other people. I mean, I know I'm not thinking too hard right now, but so there's one, two, maybe three out of the 32 teams in the NFL, and Rodgers is right-handed. So this is his blind side. He's not going to see this guy coming, and I get it. Rodgers is mobile. Rodgers can roll out. Rodgers is very elusive and can get away from these guys. But if someone has a very good right end, the Packers could be in trouble. This is a huge loss for them. And it's a torn ACL. It's not like, oh, he hurt his ankle and he'll be back in a week. Oh, good news because we have a bye. So he'll be back in a week. No, he is out. Even if they make it to the Super Bowl, he is out. This is a full year recovery. This is not good for the Packers. I hope he comes back strong and I hope he gets healthy for next season. I really hope so. So I don't know if he'll even play next season just because this is such a bad injury. We'll have to see. But... Look, 
That was my opinion right there, right? Don't, don't believe me. Just believe the stats. Three-time Pro Bowler in 2016, 2019, and 2020. First-team All-Pro in 2018. Three-time second-team All-Pro in 2016, 2017, and 2019. What else do I have to say? He is an absolute beast. And look, I don't like the Packers, but he is a beast. And he's 29 years old. Like, this dude is really good, and this is totally being overlooked. So I had to bring it here. But staying with the NFL, getting on to the next topic here, Austin Eckler on, uh, for Week 17 against the Chiefs broke a record. He now has the most receiving touchdowns among running backs in Chargers franchise history. This is so huge because he could extend this record like crazy. I know you're like, it's kind of a weird stat, but he is one of the best receiving running backs in the NFL. And that's a huge thing to say because most running backs and most teams are going in that direction. They don't want a Leonard Fournette anymore who just run. Look, Leonard Fournette was a very good running back. And even though he got hurt a lot, but he was just run you over, run down the middle. He's great for LSU. He was great for the Jaguars, but he can't catch the ball. He's had problems catching the ball with the Buccaneers, and that's why Ronald Jones starts over him. Ronald Jones can't really catch the ball either, but that's why he's starting over him. Ezekiel Elliott, he never did that for Ohio State. And honestly, for the first year or two with the Cowboys, he didn't do that. He had to learn because that's where the league is going. I mean, Antonio Gibson for the Washington football team is – was a receiver in college and they converted him to a running back and he's been great. Like he's had a great year and he's a starting running back in the NFL, even though he was a receiver in college. Like that's just ridiculous. And that's just a really cool story for him. But anyway, getting back to the topic at hand, Austin Eckler is 25 years old. Yes, you heard that correctly. Austin Eckler is 25 years old. This guy is going to be a beast for a while. I get it. Running backs careers aren't that long, but he's not a run up the middle concussions every day, crazy running back. He's kind of a little scat back that catches and, and like, he's really good and he beats people deep. He's a great route runner. Like I really like Austin Eckler and I think he can last longer than most running backs, but just to let you know where he ranks, he got his 16th and this isn't a one season reward uh, award. This was over a career. So think about it. This dude barely got the starting position last year, right? So basically in two seasons, and that's also splitting with Melvin Gordon and being hurt this year. Think about that. He has 16 receiving touchdowns. He passed Ladanian Tomlinson, who had 15, Keith Lincoln, who had 14, and Danny Woodhead, who had 13. If you know Danny Woodhead, shout out to you. He was just a little... Little white running back who didn't play a while, but would just hustle and was pretty good for the Chargers when they had Phillip Rivers. But yeah, this is huge for the Chargers. They know they have a real running back. This dude is a top five running back in the NFL. Like I, I believe it. I really do. He he is very good. And look, I could be a little biased because I just love Austin Eckler, but he just does more than run the ball. That's what I love about him. Look, Zeke, he can catch in the backfield a little bit. Um. Todd Gurley, not a very good example, but he can catch in the backfield a little bit. This dude is basically a receiver. I would say he's a little less than Christian McCaffrey. Like he is Christian McCaffrey, just not as good, but same play type. You know what I mean? So this is huge for the Chargers, huge for Austin Eckler, super happy for him. That's awesome. So 
Yeah, and maybe I have to do a top 10 running backs in the league list because that will be interesting. I don't know if Eckler will end up in it, even though I just said he is. Might have to walk back on that statement. We'll have to see, but maybe I should do one of those lists. But, yeah, so huge for the Chargers, huge for Eckler, super proud Eckler. That's awesome. So staying with the Chargers here, Justin Herbert, also in Week 17, broke this record. He is now the youngest player of all time. I'm going to say that again, of all time. With 30-plus touchdown passes in a season. He's 22 years old, 299 days. So they do 22 years and 299 days. So his birthday is in like two months. <laughs> I thought it was coming up, but then I did my math. So, yeah, he he's the real deal. I mean, I think he's going to be a top quarterback in this league in a few years. We just got to give him time. Hopefully the Chargers surround him with some good stuff. I mean, he's got a great running back for the next five years. And I really like Justin Herbert. He's just, he's everything you want in a quarterback. He's big, like really big, tall, big, strong. He can run. Like he's 6'7", and he can run. This dude's ridiculous. Or 6'8", maybe. No, 6'8", I'm pretty sure. And this dude can, like, take off very well. Like, that's not me exaggerating or anything. Like, this dude can take off. And I loved him at Oregon. And shout out to my friend Anthony. He is actually an Oregon and a Chargers fan. So it was like a dream come true for him to have his college quarterback go to his NFL team. So that's really cool. I just looked it up. He's 6'6". Like this dude is huge and can just take off and makes – he's a playmaker and he's a rookie. And just to let you know, whose record was that? Lamar Jackson's record. Just letting you guys know. This dude's a real deal. And I think he's going to be better than Lamar Jackson just as a thrower of the ball. Not running, obviously. But, and he also has another record. Uh, This is an all-time record, but this season, he had 10.3 pass attempts a game to his running back. That's crazy. I saw, I think one game this year, Eckler had like 11 catches. Like, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. And that was a record this year for Herbert. He had the most pass attempts a game to a running back. So he really trusts Eckler, and this just shows how good Eckler is. So... Shout out to the Chargers. They are, their future is bright. I mean, I look, they got to play Mahomes for the next 10 years, and that's going to be tough. But I don't know what's going on with the Raiders. I mean, I think Derek Carr's on his way down. I don't know if he's good. He's not going to get any better. Josh Jacobs is good, but not top five good, you know what I mean, as a running back. And they just, they have good receivers, nothing great unless Ruggs turns out to be good, but I feel like he's just going to keep getting hurt. I could be wrong. I mean, it was his rookie season. I shouldn't be judging, but we'll just have to see. So I saw this um, poll. It was, which team is the most capable of beating the Chiefs? And my answer to that question, I would have two. One from the AFC and one in the NFC, just to make it fair. I would say the Bills, and I would say the Saints. My reasoning for this is the Saints, quarterback-wise, can hang in there. Drew Brees is a Hall of Famer. He's still good. You can say whatever you want about Drew Brees. Oh, he's old. He's falling off. Yeah, of course he's not as good as he was when he was 30. The dude's freaking 40, okay? <laughs> Give him a break. He's retiring after this year. So, But he can hang with Mahomes. Is he better than Mahomes? Hell no. Hell no, he is not better than Mahomes. But he is right there. He has the experience. He's been in the big game before. 
as has uh, Mahomes, but I think he can hang. Coaching-wise, Sean Payton versus Andy Reid. You could argue Sean Payton's a better coach. And sorry, I said Drew Brees is 40. He's 41. But And that just proves my point even more. This dude is 41 years old and still balling. Is he an MVP candidate? No. But he's still balling. So I just think quarterback, they can hang. Coach, possibly even better. I actually like Sean Payton more than Andy Reid, but Andy Reid's probably the better coach. Running game, Saints running game is way better. They got Taysom Hill. They got Kamara. They got Latavius Murray. And then they just had Ty Montgomery rush for like 105 yards last week. He absolutely killed it. So their run game's awesome. Their offensive line's good, so they'll be able to hold the Chiefs' D-line, I think. Their secondary's a little questionable, but they do have Marshawn Lattimore, who will lock up one of the Chiefs' receivers, and Janoris Jenkins is an experienced corner who will hang in there. Uh, Also, with their safeties, Malcolm Jenkins is another one, and I like Von Bell as well. He's a good player. So I think the Saints can hang in there. Linebacker's pretty good. I think they still have Kiko Alonso, but they have uh, Demario Davis, who's really good. Like, he's their best linebacker on their team. And Cameron Jordan. Look, the Chiefs have an okay offensive line. Cameron Jordan will destroy that that offensive line. I don't care who's going to be on him. Even if it's Mitchell Schwartz, who's actually pretty good, Cameron Jordan's an absolute beast. And they have some other good guys on the D-line. I think they have Sheldon Rankins, too. But, yeah, like... The t- that team's just nasty. So I think the Saints can hang in there. Do I think they can beat the Chiefs? I don't know. I would say... N- Ooh. I don't know. Because I know you're like, well, the Chiefs beat the Saints in the regular season, so why wouldn't you pe- the- pick the Chiefs again? Well, it's completely different. It's in the Super Bowl, and I don't know if Breeze was 100% healthy in that game or like 100% focused. He was coming back from his injury. He wasn't really focused on the game as much, and they really hung in there. So I'll tell you this. I can't make a prediction right now. That will be in another episode when I make my playoff predictions. Do I think the Saints can beat the Chiefs? I don't know, but I think they have a better chance than the Bills. But I did pick the Bills in the AFC. Look, there is a lot of hype on the Bills right now. They are very good. They're a very good football team. They're a top four team in this league right now. Top three. You know what I mean? They're a very good team. But I just don't think they can beat the Chiefs. I really don't. Look, Josh Allen has had a great year, and he's an MVP candidate. But at the end of the day, I just think Mahomes Mahomes is better. He is. And, and Josh Allen, I don't know. Mahomes does things that you just can't coach. Like, you just can't. He does things. The defender doesn't expect it. The coach doesn't expect it. Hell, the receiver who's going to catch it doesn't expect it. But he just does it. He figures out a way. And that's why I think the Chiefs will probably win the Super Bowl. It's just because Mahomes finds a way. They were down 10 to San Francisco in the fourth quarter. He just finds a way. It reminds me of Wilson. I mean, this year I know Wilson hasn't been as good as he's been in the past. But Mahomes just finds a way. Every time. He he buys time. He rolls out. He'll... Throw it with the opposite hand. He'll throw a no look. This guy just does things you've never seen before that you can't coach. And that's why, and look, I'm not just, that's my sole purpose for the Chiefs being better than both of these teams. And I know that's not a lot of stats for you, but for a team to beat the Chiefs, they have to keep the ball away from Mahomes. They have to. And if you can't, if you give Mahomes two minutes, he he will score and he will win that game. And you will lose every time. 
every single time. So, look, the Bills are a very coached team. I love their coach, Sean McDermott, and Josh Allen's very good. They have a great defense. Tredavious White is one of the best cornerbacks in the league. And, yeah, their defense is balling this year, doing pretty well. And it's really been their offense all year. They have a bunch of great receivers. It is good and bad, kind of. Uh, it's it's bittersweet to see Cole Beasley do good with them just because I really liked him on the Cowboys, but he said some stuff that I didn't like when he left the Cowboys, and I was like, oh, he's a little dude. He's going to get hurt in Buffalo because it's cold, and that's usually what happens, but it hasn't happened to him yet, so good for him. And I, I'm not hoping he'll get hurt. That was just something I said when he left. But good for Cole Beasley. He's having a great year. Stefan Diggs, statistically, is probably the best receiver in the league right now. Would I say he's the best receiver in the league? No. I wouldn't. I I just wouldn't. You can show me any stat. I don't think he's the best receiver in the league. But he is very, very good. And it's proven that trade totally. A lot of people said that the Bills gave up too much to the Vikings. And he is proving all of those haters wrong. He is absolutely killing it this year. And making Josh Allen look better than he is. I mean, Allen's still got to make the throw. And he's and look, I like Josh Allen. I thought he was going to be good. I really did. But I just, he's not Mahomes, man. And I'm not going to lie. When they went to the playoffs last year, I know it's a different year. But when they went to the playoffs last year, he did not look good. He really didn't. So I have to see him perform well in a playoff game in order for me to trust him. You know what I mean? So, I mean, he's... He's going to go up against a Colts team that I am worried about, and we're actually going to talk about that in the next topic. But Rivers has been to the playoffs, knows what he's doing, is not going to be nervous, and if they're not careful, they could lose to a solid Colts team. Do I think they will? Probably not. But they got to be careful, and Josh Allen needs to perform. They can't expect the defense, because that's what they counted on last year. Oh, the defense is going to show up and all this stuff. And it happened for a while, and they did pretty well, and they made the playoffs. But at the end of the day, you need a good quarterback to win a Super Bowl and to go far in the playoffs. So on to the next subject here. I am worried. It's literally the name of it. I am worried about the Colts. Look, they barely beat the Jaguars 28-14. to And I know you're like, well, they won by two touchdowns. They probably controlled the game. No, it was actually really close. They were up 20 to 0. They let the Jags come back and then kind of went back and forth and then they scored again. So, I'm worried because Mike Glennon is the starting quarterback for the Jaguars. DJ Shark, James Robinson, and Colin Johnson all didn't start. And I know you're like, who's that? I don't pay attention to the Jaguars. James Robinson was an undrafted running back who is absolutely killing it this year. He got 1000 rushing yards on the season. And was an absolute beast. One of the best running backs in the league this year. Just this year for him was very, very good. And no one even knows this guy. But he absolutely killed it while filling in for Leonard Fournette when they traded him. Or released him, sorry. And DJ Shark, probably their best re- No, definitely their best receiver, did not play. And Colin Johnson, their third receiver, did not play as well. So two starting receivers and their starting running back... James Robinson's been the best player on the team all year, and they're still close with the Jags. That's very concerning. And this is a Colts team that I've liked all year. And look, 
I could be totally overreacting. It could be, well, the Jags just have our number. You know what I mean? Like the, the Jags just know how we play, play good against us every time. It's a divisional rival, and it could just be that. But at the same time, the Colts were fighting for a playoff position. Because I know you're like, oh, it's week 17. Week 17 doesn't matter. The Colts had to win to get in. You know what I mean? They had to win, and they needed uh, the Dolphins to lose, which happened, and they got in. So it's not like this game didn't matter, and they didn't care, and they didn't play at full force. Like, it, it's very scary and concerning, and they could lose very badly to the Bills. It's going to be interesting because I'm a little concerned about both teams going in. Look, the Bills might be the hottest team in the league right now. They are just on fire, but I just... I haven't seen Josh Allen perform in a playoff game. And I really need him to do that because the Colts have a very good defense. Phillip Rivers is a solid quarterback. They have a great offensive line when healthy and a great, great running game. So they could run the ball, play some decent defense, and win in a low-scoring game if they keep the ball away from Josh Allen. That's not a crazy prediction. That's not my prediction, but that's not crazy to say because that's what the Colts do. They run the ball. They play tough. They play hard defense. And they keep the ball away from players like Mahomes, Josh Allen, and Aaron Rodgers. That's just what they do. Look, game's going to be in Buffalo. It's going to be cold as you know what. But yes, so I know I'm kind of going back and forth here. Yes, I'm concerned about the Colts. And I know you're like, you shouldn't even be concerned about the Bills. I'm not concerned about the Bills. Great coach, great receiving core, great defense, great corners, good offensive line, two solid running backs. I'm worried about Josh Allen. And I know that sounds crazy. Like, dude, the dude was an MVP candidate. It all changes in the playoffs. It all changes in the playoffs. You never know. You never know. Phil Rivers has been to the playoffs so many times. And, and Allen went once. He's young. He might be nervous. He might get scared. I don't know. I'm probably still picking the Bills to win. But this is, this is probably the most interesting game. Just because... If the Colts win, that is a huge upset. Huge. Most people are picking the Bills to go to the Super Bowl. And to me, that's just crazy. But most people are picking the uh, Bills to go to the Super Bowl. And look, I think they could get to the AFC Championship, but they will lose to the Chiefs. I can guarantee that. They will lose to the Chiefs. So I know this could really come back to bite me in the butt later if they don't do this. But yeah, that's, that's just how I feel. But probably for the last segment of the day, Question of the day. Can anyone in the nation guard Devontae Smith? My answer to that question is no. And I will explain that in a sec. Ryan Clark is an ESPN analyst and he tweeted, not to get a, and I quote, not to get ahead of myself here, but Ohio State fans, who is going to cover number six in the chip? Because, uh, dot, dot, dot. Number six is obviously Devontae Smith for Alabama. In the Heisman contention, he's going to get first or second. Now he's the favorite to win it. I've read that. And he was my pick to win the Heisman. Not at the beginning of the year. I just picked in my last episode. If you did not see that episode, go watch that now. But I really don't think anyone can guard him. He destroyed Notre Dame's defense. And look, I get it. I'm biased. I'm a Notre, Dame's, uh, I'm a Notre Dame fan. But we have one of the best defenses in the country. And he shredded us. He got player of the game. Or uh, Rose Bowl player of the game. I don't know the exact name of the award. But 
he shredded us. Like, and I love Notre Dame. They're my team. And I get it. Clemson tore us up too. But our defense is very good. And Devontae Smith just had a field day. Like, this dude absolutely destroyed us. And that's why, look, we probably have four, maybe a five-star corner, but definitely four-star corners on our team and good safeties too. And we have a very good pass rush and all these other things on defense. Our defense has been better than our offense all year and has helped our offense all year. And this guy just came in and made us look like a D2 team. Like seriously, this guy shredded us. And I want to look up his stats from the Notre Dame game just to show you guys. Cause I get it. This is all my opinion and I'm just saying whatever, right? But let me show you guys the stats. I'm trying to find it here. That's his stats for the year. But just to let you guys know, he had, heading into the game, 98 passes for 1,511 yards with 17 touchdowns. This dude is ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. But anyway, that's going to do it for the podcast here. Hope you guys have been enjoying the episodes. If you're watching this one and this is the first episode you guys are watching, please check out my other episodes before this because I talk about stuff that I've talked about in past episodes. So I think it's better to watch them in order. But thank you all for listening. I really do appreciate it. I'm just going to be pumping these out. I might do two in one day just because I need to catch up on all this stuff. There's a lot of good stuff to talk about and I'm really excited about it. But thank you all for watching. Really appreciate it. Hope everyone has a great day. Thank you.